another episode of moped outlaws the show where we don't know what we're doing and we don't care i care no you don't yeah I do. don't try to lie don't try to present yourself as the heartfelt white man i care and, and it's okay that we don't know what we're doing i care that i don't know what i'm doing it can be you okay care. you care that you don't know what you're doing sometimes if i know what i'm doing i mess it up because i think i know yeah, exactly. Sometimes another, I, think I know and I do a good job. And possibilities. I don't know. <laughs> good job, Greg. Thanks for letting that go. For those of you who can't see us, Greg is playing with his his very beautiful wavy hair. You think that's beautiful? I think it's a rat's nest. It's a right? mess. See, see how that is? Like self-judgment. One person's rat's nest is another person's amazing freak flag. Yeah. But my freak flag, it is a freak flag. That's for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. Yes. With yeah, so uh, Art was on vacation this last week, so we have no idea what we're doing, what the show's <laughs> about. We have no theme, no reason for being. He actually left me a voicemail. Fuck him. He's fired. I hope he takes that gun, sticks it in his mouth, and pulls the trigger. He can't. It's too heavy. <laughs> That's why he's crying. <laughs> He doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> so who gave me this heavy piece of metal shit? I didn't sign up for. Welcome to the anger episode with Greg. The anger episode. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> hey, uh, Anthony Kytus, is that how you say his name? from? China? I don't know, but I know who it is. It's the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, so he was just on Joe Rogan a couple of days ago. Yeah, it's a really good episode. One of the things that you you know, just like the anger episode, he was like things where he kind of checks where he is in life, how he is in the world, in the moment, and driving's one of them. You know, like, am I in a good place? Am I in a giving place? Or am I in a fuck you? Get out of my way! But those are my words. But in essence, he was saying like these things in his life where he kind of checks. Okay, where am I at? Who am I? And I know for me, driving's one where I'm like, fuck you, <laughs> who taught you how to drive? Yeah, there's something about getting behind the wheel that makes our mindfulness go out the window. Yeah, it's because so many idiots are driving. <laughs> there was and no I realize idiot. sometimes I'm the idiot, you know. Sometimes. Oh, nicely said. Look at that. Ka-choo! This is going to be the pinball episode. Ka-choo, ka-choo. <laughs> Just gonna there was a movie in the 80s called Repo Man. You remember yeah. it, right? 
Yeah, it was a there great, was a great movie. scene. Bud and Coors. No, they were all named after beers, all the repo men. Bud and what else? Bud. But there was a great line in there that said, the more you drive, the stupider you are. There was another great line that was like, what about our relationship? Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) See, there's so much brilliance in that film. People who, if you haven't seen Repo Man, tough shit. Good luck finding it. It's so good. And the soundtrack is so good. I can't believe it's not more of a cult movie in the modern era. Like, I think Gen Z just doesn't know it exists. Oh, I think it's one of those movies where if you know, you know. Right. Like, that's where that phrase really hits home. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, go out and find a copy and watch it repeatedly. I wonder if you, is it rentable on Apple? I don't know. I haven't tried. God damn. I've got to try now. Okay. Come on, right now. Yeah, right now. Come on. Episode 71, Mark and I are going to react to Repo Man. Okay, I'm opening my Apple TV on my desktop. Look, you've got I- Iggy Pop, Circle Jerks. Um, I think Jonathan Richmond. No, who's yeah, doing Jonathan that? Jonathan Richmond. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So many great bands. That soundtrack is just brilliant. We all got a duck when the shit hits the fan. Is that the Jonathan Richmond song? No, that's the Circle Jerks. They do an acoustic version of um, whatever the name of that song is. Five pound blocks of cheese, <laughs> bags of groceries. We do whatever we can. We got a duck when the shit hits the fan. Wow. Wow. I'm having trouble logging into my Apple ID, which is a a bothersome thing. There you go. For those of you who are only listening, I will try to do a play-by-play of Mark logging into his Apple TV. He is now staring at the screen. He's picking up a can of soda. It's a Coca-Cola. All right, here we go. Let's, Let's find out. I'm in. He's in. The light is shining on his face, giving him a bat. There it is, Repo Man, the movie. And it is? I could buy it for 15 bucks or rent it. Okay, so it is rentable. TV. All right, so it's a rentable. Four bucks? Four bucks to rent it. All right. Maybe I'll see if uh, Jonah wants to watch that with me. I keep trying to talk him into watching movies with me, and he's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. All these great movies of my past, like True Romance, American Beauty, Repo Man. I did get him to watch uh, Natural Born Killers. We already talked about that. So you insist on wrecking your child's brain? To the best of my ability. That's what a parent's responsibility is. Maybe if you didn't show him Natural Born Killers, he'd want to watch more movies with you. Maybe he liked it. How is he going to support the American economic system mindlessly buying shit if he doesn't just get his brain flushed out of any knowledge? I thought that was sort of a given. What, that we would support the American economic system by buying useless shit? 
well that we would be our brains would be flushed out of any knowledge that's what school is for yeah that's what i used to think it was for when i was a kid those poor teachers who really were doing their best to say, Greg, there, there's more to it than just rebellion and ignorance. <laughs> My computer's getting very unhappy. Yeah, it is. You've frozen. <laughs> Logging into to, uh, Apple TV was, was not a very happy um, thing for my processing speed, but I think logging out itself because I feel like you can see me dance. <laughs> yeah. hey, when's your birthday? Why? Because I March. think you need a new computer, and uh, maybe our well, <laughs> well, Mark just left the building, <laughs> so uh, we'll see what his computer does. Well, so I'm here by myself, Moped Outlaws, all by myself. Don't want to be low. That why am I getting an ad for oil always rapid dry panty liners? That's interesting. And Universal Studios. I wonder what I was browsing that made the universe think that I am interested in. Let's not answer that question. Um, all right. So Mark and oh, I better turn my phone on because he might be trying to reach me. And uh, should we call him? Should we call him up? Hey, audience of none, what do you think? Give Mark a call. Let's do it. What the hell? <laughs> Paging Mr. Went. Paging Mr. Went. Mr. Went, can you hear us? Mr. Went. Mr. Went, where are you? Well, my Sorry. You're what? I'm coming back. You know, when art takes a vacation, we fall apart, man. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> it's brilliant. I'm loving it. I am loving it. I can't wait for the next step. The open what? The open what? The open what? Your open phone's you. cutting out, too. What is up with the technology in your house? I don't know. It seems to be. Did you and Kathy like paint the walls with aluminum foil or something? No. Do you have newspapers wallpapered? Maybe the seat. We realize. What your phone is cutting out? Are you rejoining the studio? Yeah, as soon as I. Your phone cut out as soon as you what? I can't. I'm working speak. All right. I'm going to hang up because your phone's cutting in and out. All right. So there you have it. Uh, Mr. Went is going to join us when he can. We'll find out what happened. And um, yeah, it's very evident that when art is on vacation, we fall apart. And who gives a shit that art's a made up thing that he doesn't really exist? Doesn't matter. He's on vacation and our show has fallen apart. And that's what's real. Okay. I think that's all you need to know. We are 11 minutes into it. And there's Mr. Went. We are 11 minutes into our podcast and we have no idea what's going on. And now Mr. Went has entered the building.
So um, our studio audience of none would like to know what happened. Well, when I shut Apple TV down after searching for Repo Man, my computer restarted itself. (laughs) So I put in a bunch of passwords and finally the one that I had put in originally let me in. And then my computer restarted itself. Wow. But it did it like a soft reboot. It just it just kind of shut everything down and then opened it all back up again. That is weird. It is weird. So just so you know, that movie, Repo Man, it's really mystical, magical, crazy stuff. You've got to go watch it because just even looking it up on Apple TV causes strange punk rock anomalies to occur. Yeah. And you think the suitcase in um, Pulp Fiction has mystery to it. Wait till you find out about the trunk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you think of any other names of the Repo Man? All I can remember is Bud. And I remember they were all named after beers. No, I don't remember that part. Dang. I barely remember anything about that movie. Except how good it is. And the fact that it, it says the more you drive, the stupider you are. Yeah. And, and then Emilio Estevez is badass. And he, where the hell is Emilio now? Like, why isn't he acting still? Like, where where did he, he go? He took on directing, and he's made two really good movies. One with his father, and his father goes on, um, what's that, Christian, like, um, what do you call the thing, the Mecca? Like, it's like the Christian Mecca in Spain, where they follow that trail. What is that? I must not be a good Christian. <laughs> <laughs> no, you aren't. And uh, we were kind of talk about that. Um, Spanish trail. I think you're or... insulting Muslims right now without really knowing it. Who am I insulting? Muslims. Oh, God bless the Muslims who have their own. Uh, I'm not finding it. Anyway, there's um, a very infamous... Thing and oh my god, Marcus! This this episode is so hanging on by the threads, man. Like I am sure I our, purposefully being disruptive and bratty. You've got to re- realize that, okay? You no, know, announcing what you're being just takes away from what you're being, okay? Yeah, you could stick a pick in your eye, <laughs> and <laughs> and you could stick. Hey, so um, yes. how personal should we be on this podcast? Like, usually you and I kind of hang out a bit before we start recording, but we didn't have a chance to do that today. And there's things about life I'm curious about. Um, you mean how vulnerable do you want to be on the podcast? Yeah. Well, um, you can ask me questions. I can ask you questions that at any point we can either lie choose not to answer or tell the hot truth. Okay. Hey, did you ever know? um, No. (laughs) Our friend Craig Ellick, who uh, lived with us up on the mountain. No, I don't think I knew Craig. Uh, Because it's funny. His wife, Kathy, um, was listening to a podcast of mine and the live with Greg and said, Hey, isn't that your friend, Greg Wilker from the past? He's like, Oh yeah. And so we reconnected recently and uh, he and Mike Healy and I were hanging out yesterday at lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really cool. 
I think we're going to do it again next week. And where uh, were you? We were at Casa Manana on D Street. Yeah. And if any people are listening in Marin and you are totally unaware of the secret El Salvadorian restaurant that has been there since 1979 in this medical hub facility hidden away on D Street, you are missing out on one of the most joyful eating experiences of your life. And Mark's frozen again. You were frozen. No, you were frozen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there we go. Don't start singing. (laughs) Um, Don't log into Apple. Um, Wow. Um, Anyway, did you hear that at all? Yeah, you you basically did an ad for this really amazing restaurant. Because they deserve it. Have you been there, Casa Manana? Yes, I have, actually. On D Street, the one on yes. yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Okay, there have you ever had their mango? Like, I don't know what you'd call it. It's a mango drink, and they put this like paprika spice into it, so you get this sweet, salty mango with this. I've had something like that, but I've never had that there. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and they're it's just well priced, even with these post COVID pricing we're all experiencing. Inflation, you mean? Is your Fucking phone- my phone just start rebooted itself. What is going on? Technology? Russians are hacking us. That's what oh must be happening. God. Oh, so is it going? It's about to. You know that whole thing where if mm-hmm. you want to hang up and doubt, you could always know. unplug it. Just unplug it. I could. Yeah. It'll do the same thing, and you won't have to listen to it. So wild! What is going on, Mark? What is Um, going on? Well, please, in all your hermetic wisdom, hermetic wisdom. What's my hermetic wisdom say? No, harmonic, harmonic wisdom. Harmonic, harmonic, Hermans. I know where Hermans is. It's not far from Lemons. Turn the inner labia, feel the juice run down thy chin. Look up to heaven, bring her around and begin to sin. (laughs) At least I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I I hear the sound of many podcasts switching to another podcast. God. Where's that Trail Church of Christ podcast? This is not what we were looking for. It's a it's called a pilgrimage. I don't know what pilgrimage it is, but um, you know, whatever. Let those people walk around dazed and confused as much as they need to. Exactly. Sounds like a really fun trip actually. I'm always into a good hike. Yeah. Part of why I'm so exuberant and funny and good looking today is I went on my hike. Really? Yeah. Where'd you hike to? Uh, I went to Indian. 7-Eleven and got some Twinkies. No. <laughs> sorry, but Twinkies not have sorry. things I can't sorry, eat. Not sorry. sorry, not sorry. They have gluten. They have sugar. They have uh, pseudo milk products. I don't even know if they're real they milk chemicals. products. Yeah. All right. So where'd you hike to? Uh, if you'd listened, you would have heard. You no, know, I didn't listen. I didn't hear. Say it again, bitch. Indian Valley College, which was here in Terra Linda. And, and it, now that I think about it, maybe it needs to be renamed. 
Why? Why not? The people in India appreciate having a college named after them. I think they do. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'd never, maybe it's just my stupid colonized racist mind that thinks it needs to be changed. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's the fluffy stuff under my lip that's getting yeah. in the way of my thinking. Yeah. My flavor saver is wrecking my demeanor. Uh, don't they call that a soul patch? Yes. But you have to have a soul. Uh, and I have eaten yours. <laughs> oh, no. It was freshly barbecued and prepped perfectly. How dare you? <laughs> it was delicious with a Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> you might get botulism. Oh, <laughs> uh, it comes with the territory. All right. So you, what, you hiked from your house to Indian Valley College? Uh, no, I drive to the trailhead. And then you just look up at it and go, that's nice, and drive back home. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. No. Um, I, why, I hike for about an hour and a half. Nice. Yeah. It's down to, it's funny, it's the same hike, but now it takes me an hour and 20 minutes instead of an hour and 31. So. All right. And, How uh, far is it, do you know? It's three and a half miles. Nice. Good, good job. I average 2.2 miles per hour. I know because I have this little app that does the computation for that. Do you wear it on your wrist? No, I don't have one of those. I just have my phone. If I had the Apple Watch, then I wouldn't need to do all that because the Apple Watch does all that stuff for you. Yep. You know, everyone I know who has an Apple Watch loves it. They, and all of them say, like, I really didn't think it would be that big a deal. And then I got one and I'm like, Love it. I have a friend who is mountain biking on the mountain right now. And, as we're talking. No, he, he was, and he went um, over a, a jump that he wasn't really that prepared for. And he got, went over the handlebars, macked his head super hard, his shoulder, his arms, everything was bloodied. He had stitches in his face, his Apple watch called nine one one and his wow. wife. And he wow. woke up, his phone was his, his watch was ringing. Wow. Hey, are you okay? His wife said, your Apple watch says you you're down. And he's all, I think I crashed my bicycle. Like the Apple watch was on it before he even woke up from the crash. Wow. That's crazy. It was amazing. Yeah. And the, the potentially the his life was saved, huh? Well, it wasn't in danger particularly. He wasn't going to die. Well, we don't know that. Well, yeah, we do, because the nature of his injuries was that he would have survived. I know this, but he was. Okay, Dr. Wynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can be right about this one. Okay. And it's Dr. Love, all right? Do- not Dr. Wynn, Dr. Hey, Love. Call me Dr. Love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it dropped okay. a pin to his wife of where he was? It dropped a pin for the emergency response vehicles because he was up on a up on a trail, right, right? Right, right, right. And they came up and they got him. They were up there in about 15 minutes, maybe wow. less. Fucking A. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, I don't know what yeah. it does if there's no cell service. <laughs> what? I don't know what it does if there's no cell service. It cries. It just lays there and cries. Wake up! Wake up! Such a good human to be attached to. Wake up, Dave. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Mary had a little lamb. I can feel myself leaving. Dave, you don't have to do this. (laughs) 
<laughs> For those of you who haven't seen 2001, you should be really whipped and There's knocked around movies. for not seeing a great cinematic movie. You know, I got to say, I saw it as a teenager and I was fucking bored out of my head. And then I saw it like as a young kid, actually, probably around 11. Then I saw it as like around 17. I was like, holy shit, this movie's brilliant. Yeah. I slept through it the first three times I saw it. And then one day you were like, oh. Well, they finally let me out of the theater after three nights. <laughs> Your mom came by. Hey, is Mark here? I was supposed to pick him up a few nights ago. <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> Surviving off popcorn and frozen mint, thin mints or what are those mint things? Those little mint candies. They, oh, that, yeah. The... Um... Yeah, I know what you mean. Are they uh, thin mints? I think they are. No, they're, they're not thin mints. No. But they're chocolate mints, and they're like little pebbles. Yeah, and they're frozen. <laughs> they're mostly lecithin. lecithin. What's lecithin? Sounds it's like the a... the ingredient in chocolate that keeps it from melting in, you know, normal circumstances. Really? It's like a waxy kind of thing that helps hey, the chocolate. Do you follow that guy on... Um, he's got TikTok, um, Instagram, and he's a chocolatier that makes these amazing sculptures out of no i've seen his show his tv show but i don't follow him on the socials oh, okay Fucking he did a show where he has he, he has a uh teaches a class in it really? i don't remember the name of it it's awesome yeah and, and he makes it looks like stuff like he could make you a bicycle out of chocolate yeah he made a safe like, that really worked and in it are bars of gold and they're like chocolate Right. And you cut them and there's like pastry in them or some, you know, like yeah. jelly. He's an amazing artist. He is yeah. really like, he's one of the most amazing artists I've ever seen just because his medium had just happens to be chocolate. Yeah. But he's su it's super realism and all of that stuff. Like he could make me a chocolate you and I wouldn't know. Yeah. And now and it's here talking to you, and you're like, "Yeah, Greg, why are you such an idiot?" And that's chocolate sculptures. It looks like rookie, rookie, rookie. Well, I don't know if he's been able to to do the animatronic thing yet with chocolate. Oh. But right, what if you went through Pirates of the Caribbean and everything was made out of chocolate? <laughs> It's like Willy Wonka meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, me personally, having overdosed enough on chocolate in my life, I know my limits now. So <laughs> after about one, you know four inch square chocolate i would be done because i know what happens if i don't stop early enough hey so um how many days are you into no sugar no white flour no salt huh today's friday yep sunday no, it's monday <laughs> yeah it's monday it's two weeks <clears throat> two weeks exactly pretty much i started on a sunday so and have you noticed anything um, about your physique, your mood, your anything with your life? Well, aside from my erection not going down ever, no. That must be nice for some people in your life. <laughs> no, um, I lost six pounds. Really? I'm funnier. My uh, my general mood is much better, and um. I've actually come to crave the things that are when at first I thought of as challenges and things that I would be that would be really hard for me to, to let go of. So for instance, 
I crave my hike now. And at first it was really hard. Like I, it took, you know, an hour and 35 minutes the first time I did it. Right. And now I'm down 15 minutes, but, um, You still doing the cold. I don't like, I don't crave gluten at all. Like the other day I did a thought experiment. Like I cleared the period of time in the um, initiation process where I wasn't obligated or committed. My agreement wouldn't be violated if I ate gluten. Mm -hmm. And I went to the bakery. There's a really amazing bakery here um, in Novato, a rustic bakery they're called. And they make, the most amazing French pastries. And so I went there and I tested myself. I looked at all that amazing stuff on the counter and I walked out with um, a decaf Americana, which doesn't have any dairy in it either. Right. Boom. I was like, I don't want this. I have no desire. Cause I could feel, you know, it, myself just so invigorated and so alive and um, yeah, yeah, I'm super stoked that I'm continuing to follow the protocols. I've altered them slightly, which I allow myself a little bit of legumes because I love hummus and I love, right? So I'm going to have a little bit of legumes. Um, I had to buy a special protein powder for my shakes because it had pea protein in it. So when that runs out, I'll go back to the pea protein one. Um, and I've had... <clears throat> I've had a little bit of dairy. What did I have? I had like a little bit of Parmesan on um, a gluten-free piece of pizza the other night. Um, Yeah, but I haven't had butter. Butter is a big one. I love butter. Like when I make scrambled eggs, I love making it with butter. I like butter on bread. Like, and I haven't had any butter in the same amount of time. So no, no sugar, no flour, no butter. There is a butter that I found. It's the Japanese woman who's up in North Marin or Sonoma who makes vegan cheeses and dairy supplement products. She has an oat milk butter. Her name's like begins with an M, you know, I forget her. And it is so good. It tastes like good butter. And at the consistency, if you like the taste of butter, I highly recommend this product. Well, what I realize about myself is that I don't feel a strong need to eliminate dairy for the rest of my life. Like these other things I feel are powerful decision um, commitment to not having gluten and not having, um, you know, there's, it's called the GLADS protocol, um, gluten, sugar, alcohol, legumes, um, dairy. And yeah, it's all that. So I never drink anyway. So the alcohol piece is like just a piece of cake for me. The dairy is probably the, the one that's going to stick around the longest because I really do love dairy. Like there's just things about it that um, I think appeal to me. And I think it's because I wasn't breastfed as a young man. Um, so I don't, I, I'm literally, I did some research about this and there's a thing that if you weren't, then as an adult, you should probably have it. That's and that's you the justification. That's the justification. I did some internet research that gave me the answer I wanted. <laughs> that's so funny. I just there's this funny TikTok and it says this girl, she goes, When I tell you that I read it and it's true, what I mean is I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, what are you saying about me? Is yeah. this vulnerable and transparent enough for you? Is this what you meant? When can we talk no, about we're you? We're not deep enough. You know, okay. I think all the dairy cows are really supporting that research that you found. Yeah, Mark, thank you for taking away our calves. Thank you very much. We're loving this. Eat all the cheese you want, you little white fucker. Wow. Do you have some resentment on behalf of angry cows? I thought California cows were happy cows. No, they're not. You can hear them crying as their children are taken away so that they can. Yeah. I would love to do an experiment and um, raise cattle purely on um, marijuana and see what their milk was like. Okay. <laughs> just feed no grass. Just I don't feed. think cattle is the right word. What if they don't like marijuana, you donkey head? See, that's a stereotypical wow. white male bullshit. Wow. Like I, I throw out this really funny thing and now funny. The, here come the attacks. That's like, right. Come on, trolls. Let's get them. Okay. <laughs> By all means. But if you're gonna do it, like bring some hemp cheese when you get here. Hemp cheese. That's one thing. I haven't really found a cheese that meets the plethora of cheese products that are on the, in this planet. Um, but that's okay. I can do without that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the last cheese I had was goat cheese. And if I have cheese again, it'll probably be goat cheese because, that's just the what I've heard is is better for my enzymatic structure. Yeah, you know what's better for your enzymatic structure? Um, I don't know, but you're going to tell me, aren't you? No, because I have no idea. <laughs> Welcome to the episode. We don't know what we're doing. No, today's episode. Yeah, Art's probably gonna put, probably going to fire us. Next week's Moped Outlaws episode will be two totally different people. <laughs> That would be funny. Actually, um, we were talking the other day about inviting guests. Yes. So I think one of the things that's going to start happening is we're going to have desks, desks, guests, yes, finally, the, the podcast in beds. <laughs> well, we've Shoot. always had beds. It's really obvious because yours is right behind you. And- what? No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so um, I feel like a politician right now. And we're we are going to be. I guess we're going to be listed on Podmatch. Do you want me to do it? Because I have the the the. No, we the have an account. Sure. We have an account with our email. The host. Okay. It's okay. all there. I just had never followed through, and I was about to follow through, and it said, "Hey, do you have a intake form?" And I was like, "You know what? That's a good idea." So no, we don't. But I'm going to stop this process right here. And um, yeah, so you just tell them that we're, you know, the things that we're into comedy, you know, current events, sex, <laughs> violence. I just bit my tongue. But for those of you who listened to our episode 69, you know what I was going to say. <laughs> Mark is turning red. Pleasure. Hey, um, I'm not embarrassed as much. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, did your partner listen to that episode? No! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get any phone calls from family or friends? So I told you. her before she could listen to it. You said, oh, by the way, I shared. I, I talked. I did. We did an episode about sex. And I don't know. She might listen to it. She might not. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you said that Saturdays are a day that you and Kathy go for a hike and you are funny. Like it's a comedy. We have this thing called Comedy Saturdays. And the idea yeah. is we start our day with some stand up on, on the television while we're making our breakfast or our morning, you know, hot drink. It used to be mm-hmm. coffee. It's not coffee anymore. Um, or we just kind of decide that there's a kind of looseness to the way we say stuff to each other so that humor can be there, which is, can be a little bit edgy because sometimes being funny, it doesn't land. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of keep an eye out for, you know, offending people getting canceled and neither one of us wants to get canceled from this relationship by the other one. But at the same time we say funny stuff and it, you know, Saturday's the official day, but it started now to kind of bleed into other things. Yeah. And she was telling me the other night that she was noticing how a lot of her colleagues and other people she meets, they, they talk about their relationships and that there, that's a lot of difficulty for them and they feel they, you know, a lot of challenge around it. And she, she's looked at me and she said, you know, and there, there are people that are mean, like their partners are mean to them. And I'm like, yeah, that's awful. And she says, I'm so glad we're not mean to each other. And I'm like, well, maybe we should start co- mean Wednesdays. It's going to bleed over into other days. <laughs> I mean, obviously. And, and, and she said, all right. And so, so we, we were jokingly mean to each other, which was ended up just being hilarious because of course, neither one of us are that good at being mean. She's better at being mean than I am. And I, you know, I acknowledge that to her, but then again, I'm vicious and there's this spectrum. Like it goes mean, 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 mean. And then there's vicious and thing about vicious is once you go there, there's no coming back. Well, there is coming back. Vicious is burning the house down. No. Yes. Sometimes it's got to burn down so that it can rise up again and new. Okay. Got it. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, I do my best to practice being funny with her so that I can be here and be funnier. What are you doing to improve the show, Wilker? Um, letting Nothing. art live. Letting art live. Yeah. Nothing to the, because you were born like so ridiculously funny. I I mean, well, look at me. I look funny. No, that's not what I meant. You what play the you straight mean? man so well that no one can tell that it's a joke. The straight man. So well, it sounds like I'm gay. <laughs> well, did you see that? Um, something you want to share with the audience? Greg? Yes, I am. A, I'm going to steal this joke from Norm Macdonald. I am a deeply, deeply closeted gay man. I'm not sure what the joke is, but okay. There is no joke. Okay. You're just, just sharing something about myself. I'm a deeply, deeply closeted gay man. Okay. Well, so then on the talk I kept show, a gay man in my closet for a while. That on a talk show, he begged to get out. Like he he said that on Conan, and Conan went, "Wait, you're saying you're gay?" And he'd go, "I'm not gay. What do you mean? I'm not gay." And Conan was like, "Wait, you just said you're a deeply closeted gay man. Have you seen that?" No, and I blew it with you. I could have done that, and it would have been all right. 
It's uh, you know, Art's I was not too here. deer in the headlights confused. That's all. Art, Art isn't here. He hasn't been able to prep us. We're on our own, and obviously, when we're on our own. We need to, oh, don't do it. <laughs> Mark just held up a vibrating dildo that he wanted to stick in his ass. And that is just crazy. As, there it is. Oh, dear it's a God. shaver. It's no, a it is. Oh, you shave your ass while you're having, oh my God. What kind of multi-purpose functional thing is that? Wouldn't that be funny if there was a, Two, you know, what do you call those double dildos with a shaver? Like it did all these things. <laughs> oh my God. It like, clean, well, of all the podcasts in the world, no one's ever said that. Like, <laughs> I'm betting you that that's the first time anyone's ever said, what if there was a double dildo shaver that had multiple attachments? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get reamed well, and creamed it, at Rick? the same time. What would we call it? <laughs> what would be the branding? Um, it would be called <laughs> the double shot shaver. <laughs> the double shot shaver. Okay. And it comes with a free pack of juicy fruit gum. Yep. And cigarettes for when you're finished. <clears throat> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flavored cigarettes. Sell it to children. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I object. <laughs> I bet. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, that was a little dark. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it. I'm bringing it out now. <laughs> oh, no. Mark, oh. a clown nose. Does that make you funny? Yeah. What's on the looks like you got a pimple on your clown nose. It was just a piece of dust. See the Remember, man, you are but dust, and to dust you shall return. Did you ever participate in that ceremony of the Catholic Church? I don't know which one you mean. So I guess that's a no, because if you did participate, you'd know that phrase. Remember, man, you are but dust, and to dust you shall return. Oh, that's Ash Wednesday when they put the dust cross on your forehead. Yep, so you did participate. No, actually, I've seen it, but I didn't. I haven't participated. Where did you see it? You just went to church, like a friend invited you. Hey, do you want to go watch Ash Wednesday with me? <laughs> so funny. there's rules in the Catholic Church, and so if you haven't gone to confession and you aren't haven't done your penance, then you're not supposed to receive the Eucharist, and you're not supposed to get the ashes. Um, really? Yeah, I've never adhered to that. I'm not confirmed. I went through some training and some things I've been baptized. And so that allowed me to marry a Catholic woman in a Catholic church, but I never was confirmed or converted. So there were certain things that if I did them, like they are not going to stop and check your ID. Like you're standing in front of the priest. He's not going to say, can I see your certification of having been admitted to the Catholic church? No, he'll give you the freaking wafer, but if you know, all you need and, is first communion for getting Eucharist. Anyway, I took their my respect for the practice seriously, which was that if I hadn't gone through their rituals and their preparatory things to receive the Eucharist, I wasn't going to go up and receive the Eucharist. It was insulting to everybody else in the building that had. But that didn't mean I wasn't deeply moved. I mean, honestly... The Roman Catholic Church did not 
move me, but the Russian Orthodox Church, the times I've spent with Russian Orthodox, that was deeply moving. Yeah, Have you ever been to the John Coltrane Church? Ooh, I don't think so. In San Francisco? I don't think so. I went to the Jimi Hendrix Electric Church when it was there. Yeah, that was kind of wild. It was kind of wild. It was a little bit like of a tourist thing when I went there. Well, after a while, at first it was like, you know, here's a bunch of cool stuff I collected. And I'm trying to make enough money to pay the rent every month. And so more and more that became an important commercial interest, which made it more of a touristy thing. Did you Uh, ever go? Underwhelming, honestly. Yeah. Did you ever go to the um, museum on East Blythdale? That guy that had all that crap and he drove those cars that were covered with things. I forget what it was called. Oh. I don't think I went into the building, but I remember seeing the cars driving around. And that's where the Boho house was on East Blythe, though. Like that, his place when it got sold and we done. And then the Bohos moved in there. Yeah. The Bozos. The Bozohos. The Bohonos. Yeah. Yeah. Color me gone. Yeah. Yeah. What a great time in our life. We are so lucky to have experienced that amazing, amazing galvanizing um, brotherhood and sisterhood of, you know, frazzled reality. Yeah. And I think that we still are like, I think I'm very happy in life. I think that life is still exciting and changing. And you know what? That was uh, the memorial video I did for my mom. Her very last words in the video are, I find life really exciting. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it was fun to make that video. Yeah, I bet. Did it make you cry too? Um, there were some points like, you know, that Ed Sheeran song, um, shopping, what is it? Shopping mall flowers or something like that. I'm not familiar with it. No. It's a song he wrote about his mom when she passed. And, you know, he's singing how he went and dumped the ginger beer down the sink and um, threw out the shopping mall flowers and gathered up some photos. And um, and the chorus is something along the lines of, I know a heart that is broken is a heart that was loved. There's a life that was loved, you know, and that's awesome. What a great line. He's really brilliant. Yeah, he really is. He really is. Yeah. It was awesome that they picked him for that movie about the Beatles when that guy, no one knows the Beatles exist. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yesterday it's called. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And Ed Sheeran and that guy have that sawn off competition. Right. And the guy kicks his ass with Beatles tunes. Well, they were like doing really well, neck and neck. And then I think he broke out. No, I forget the song. I was going to say yesterday. No, I think it was the Lawn and Winding Road or something. Ned's like, all right, you fucking won. <laughs> Just when you think about it, that's kind of egotistical of, of Ed at all to consider like, oh, four or five songs in, I'm still competitive. Right. Well, he's then, a great songwriter. Yeah. But is you know, he? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I'll just shut my mouth right now. Okay. Ed Sheeran, if you're ever listening to this, you are a great songwriter. And um, thank you. Hey, have you ever heard? Um, um, oh, shit. I just forgot her name. Who's the blonde girl that writes songs about all her ex-boyfriends? 
Oh, Taylor I know Swift. You mean Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Yeah. So have you heard her song Lover? I don't think so. Oh, it's a great song. She writes great songs. She, yeah, I watched the documentary about her that I thought was really good. Once I'd watched that, it, I felt a lot uh, more inclined to listen to her music. I saw her in concert once with Robin and one of Robin's friends, and it was brilliant. Why do we think um, Yi went up and did that speech to her? What did she do to him? He's a fucking, obviously, he's a fucking wacko, man. You know what? I think he's a great example of someone who thinks they're a fucking god, and that's just flying too close to the sun, and your wings melt, and you crash, man. Yeah. Um, And then someone else did it to someone else as well. Uh, Another person, no, she got, she, uh, um, she got dissed on an award show by the presenter as well. Well, I know um, Miley Cyrus presented. Um, oh, dang it. Who's the girl who sings Anaconda? Um, God bless all these people. Anyway, and she talked shit about my, you know, like, she's like, what's up, Miley? You know, like, apparently they had some, but it's, yeah, but it also, I know that this woman, likes the drama like she plays the drama as part of her getting press and and she's good i like her songs i can't think of her name because i'm an old fart yeah and and being dramatic isn't enough to be memorable yeah so i like her music right it only took you 10 seconds to remember um taylor swift Swift. well i can picture um she did you know um God, Nicki Minaj. That's it. Yeah, so Nicki Minaj threw shade at Miley in an awards show a couple years ago. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Wow. Welcome to We Don't Know What We're Doing, episode 71. <laughs> that's that's the title of our show. <laughs> um, last night... I was watching um, on uh, Amazon Prime, I was watching a documentary about the making of Tommy and the who were talking about that album and how at their at that point in their career, they had had a series of singles and they were they were not going to Pete Townsend was coming up empty as far as writing singles goes. And they were all thinking it was going to be all over. And they went all in on on this rock um, opera, Tommy, and uh, it saved their bacon. Wow. That's wild. And it's so really great. Quadrophenia come after or before? I'm not a, enough of a who historian to be able to tell you. You know, do you know a quick one? Did you see what I did there? Who yeah. story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um wasn't anything. Okay. You didn't really <laughs> <laughs> Um you know, they have a a quick one, which is a little three song and story and um Pete said like that that was something he had been working on is to tell a story yeah they mentioned that in the documentary i forget the name of it but they said a yeah we we we'd done a a short version yeah, of a opera one. before that but this was the full the full thing and yeah. there were some great stories one of the stories he told quick was one. it's called a quick one oh a quick one yeah that's what she said yeah, and then she never came back again. <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, so Pete Townsend was telling this story about how when they were recording Tommy, he was worried that um, he would have to record the vocals because he wasn't sure Roger Daltrey was going to be able to inhabit the melody with enough vulnerability and enough of presence hmm. to, on the ballads and stuff. Right, right. And right. he got to the studio one day and they played um, See Me, Feel Me, Hear Me. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, I knew as soon as I heard it that Roger was going to be able to just nail it. Wow. Because he had all the emotional resonance that it needed. Check this out. Anthony Kiedis in this interview he did with Joe Rogan was talking about Under the Bridge, one of their most brilliant songs. And at the time they were working with Rick Rubin Mm -hmm. and he and Rick are hanging out and, you know, he's showing him stuff. Rick's like, okay. And so, well, you know, what else do you have? And as he's like, well, there's this thing. It's not really a song, though. It's a poem road. It's not anything really. And Rick's like, well, let me see it. And, uh, anyway, Rick encouraged him to see it. Rick's like, that's your fucking best song. That's great. And Anthony's like, no, 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 no. Rick's like, bring it in the studio. Show the other guys. So it's Anthony was saying, like, without Rick's influence, that song may never have been created. Yeah, Rick Rubin has made a tremendous impact. God, on American crazy. popular music. He really yeah. has. Beach Beastie Boys, you know, the list just goes on and on, on, and on. Of the people he's worked with. Um, one of my favorite pieces of media this year was the series he did where he sat down with Paul McCartney and yeah. listened to those old Beatles tracks. Right, right. And right. pulled them up and they talked about the mixes and stuff like that. And it's been like six months since I watched it, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go back and watch that again. Like that was such a great thing. And you can tell the love and compassion and respect that he treats people with. He's got this Buddhist, like there's a reverence, a spiritual reverence to the way he handles people. That's really great. And at the same time, you can also tell that he doesn't blow smoke. Like he doesn't suffer fools and he won't lie to his, you know, his artists. He's just like, he tells it like it is. Which is a really interesting combination, true authenticity and authenticity, and then also compassion. Yeah, that's what um, um, Anthony and um, Joe were both saying, because Joe had just had Rick on a few episodes ago, and they were both saying, the guy's magic. He's just tapped in, and he doesn't deal with the minutiae. He just keeps focusing on the magic of life. He knows it's there and that's, what's interesting and that it's real. And yeah, I love the beastie boys story about how they worked with him and it was early in his career. Yeah. And they, he was just, he was just a college dude who hung out in an apartment and like they hung out with him and he was like, well, let's, let's do this and let's do that. And, you know, I don't, I may be remembering this incorrectly, but my understanding is he was the first one that suggested they play their own instruments, even though they they were terrible at it. Well, they were punk rockers first and playing shitty instruments, and then he might have. I don't know that sort, but I do know like one of the things that got him into record producing at all. He didn't even know it was a job. It didn't exist. But he was into the hip-hop scene at the early days, And he said the records that were coming out were made by people who didn't know hip hop. They knew soul and R&B. So they had the slickness that then you'd go to the club and it was hard, you know, and he's like, where's that edge? So when he first hooked up with this one guy who was a rapper, he's like, like, let's, you know, 
he wanted to record and capture that authenticity that he was hearing in the clubs. Yeah. So just to let you know, Art, we're calling Rick Rubin to see if he wants to produce a podcast. Yeah, because fuck you, man, to going on vacation, leaving us out here to pain. And By the way, does anyone know Rick Rubin's number? Recording stopped. <laughs>